Welcome back to the Mobile Home Investing Lessons Podcast with your host, John Fedro. Tune in weekly, plus listen to past episodes designed to make you money, save you time, and give you confidence as an active mobile home investor. Now, here's your host, John Fedro. Welcome back, everyone, to the Mobile Home Investors Lessons Podcast. This is episode number 23, and I'm very happy to introduce Chris on the microphone. Chris, thanks Hi. for being here. Hey. <laughs> yeah, sure. My, my pleasure. Thanks for doing Happy this. Happy to be here. We, uh, this, is, this is actually a really, um, a really cool podcast because we're talking about roofs. Um, I want to give sort of a 101 um, uh, sort of download to people so that they can understand mobile home roofs. You have a good a bit of experience now with mobile home roofs. I know they can sort of seem like a big monster or they can seem like something that's too difficult to tackle or – you know, and, and that, that, that usually just comes from the folks listening. They just don't have, or, you know, you and me, when we started, we just didn't have enough clarity. We didn't know the right questions to ask. We didn't know the problems that we would run into. So that's a little bit about what this podcast is going to be for. Um, but thank you again, Chris, for coming on here. And I know you have a wealth of information when it comes to roofs. If you would give uh, the folks listening um, sort of just a quick uh, outline of maybe how long you've been doing mobile homes and... Um, and then most of the deals, correct, correct, correct me if I'm wrong, or a lot of your homes, you voluntarily or you've, you've proactively put on new roofs. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I've, uh, well, first question, I, I've, been, I've been doing mobile homes for just about two years now, just, uh, just a month shy of that. Um, and I've done, uh, I guess, 18, 18 deals, um, most of them rent-to-owns, uh, a handful of flips. Um, and yeah, I've done a lot of, I've ended up doing a lot of roofs. Uh, what I found in my area was that um, water problems or roof leaking, that sort of thing. Um, uh, we get a lot of rain here in Florida. Uh, it was a, it was a big problem and it was a problem that was insurmountable for a lot of people. And so it created a lot of deals where there may not have been otherwise. And so uh, kind of, recognized early on that there were some some real good values uh if i was able to tackle that uh th that issue and so went about figuring out how to uh, put a metal roof on a mobile home relatively easily and now that i can uh you know a lot of a lot of deals uh open themselves up for me uh that wouldn't otherwise you know be possible and i get to to sell somebody a home that's got you know a roof that's going to last 20 plus years uh, makes selling it a lot easier. Uh, that's a that's a big concern for buyers. So you mentioned that knowing about roofs, knowing how to deal with roofs, being open-minded to dealing with roofs, all that has opened up more opportunities. Do you mean that because you're more willing to pull the trigger on a home like that? Or uh, that scares, like roofing problems, scares most end users away. So there's really not that much competition. If the home needs a, like a, a big roof job, that's going to scare away a lot of other people and you're the only one left. Yeah. Both, both of those. Yeah. Uh, both, both it's un it's unintimidating for me uh, to, to have roof issues and it's definitely intimidating for the end user. Uh, in fact, it's, it's a problem for most investors before they, they get a handle on it. It's important when you're when you're understanding roof issues um, for the for the for the folks listening. You know, you first have to understand your situation. 
you know, do you already own the mobile home? Uh, are you under contract to purchase the mobile home? Or like we're talking about mostly on this, you know, uh, podcast, Chris, uh, you're, you're looking at the home to buy. So I guess my question for you, since you're doing your due diligence and you're looking at these homes, you understand that there's roof issues. When you're fixing the roofs um, on the inside of the home, are you only seeing minor uh, ceiling leaks in one spot? Are you seeing minor ceiling leaks in multiple spots? Is there a visible hole in the roof? Is the roof sagging? Did a tree fall on it? Like what, what degree of repairs does it take for you to say, you know, I'm not going to spot fix this roof. I'm going to put a whole new roof on, put a, you know. It's got to be fairly, uh, like a fairly pervasive set of issues. You know, uh, a lot of times when you're, you're getting into the early eighties, uh, certainly in the seventies, um, sometimes late eighties homes at this point, uh, here in 2017, uh, uh, these roofs are getting pretty old if they're the original roof. And so, uh, you know, you might see a couple of, of problems around uh, around the edges uh, or maybe at one of the seams or, uh, you know, where vent, vent pipes are coming up through the roof. Um, and you might have one or two of these things, you know, that, that, that have been leaking and been, you know, the, the, the homeowners kind of tried to patch it over with some elastomeric <laughs> or some kind of tar um, or haven't at all and just have let it, <laughs> uh, you know, leak into the drywall and, you know, discolor that. Um, I've seen, you know, all kinds where the you know, roof is, you know, the, the ceiling is just caving in from, from too much water. And, you know, the person who's trying to sell it is, you know, and it feels like the place is unlivable. Um, but a lot of times what I'll see is that there's small problems that are going to just keep adding up because the roof's 30 years old or, you know, 35 years old. And the life of it is just, it's just run its course. And, uh, you know, you can keep trying to, to cover it with elastomeric, but you end up just having these little, little issues that keep, keep showing up, keep showing up. And that's the kind of problem that a lot of, uh, and users don't want to have to deal with. They're not excited about moving into a home long-term, um, when they think they're going to have to either pay thousands and thousands of dollars to get a new roof put on, or just perpetually be fighting this, this, you know, tide of, uh, little roof leaks, that sort of thing. Right. So would you say that most of the times when you've put a new roof on, is it just, uh, has the problem developed where the water is, because let's face it, you know, the roof is, a uh, the, the hat of the, of the home. And if you don't have that hat on water is just going to come right into the house. So it, uh, when you're finding these properties, just for the folks listening to kind of give them some idea, you know, are you walking into a home that's completely just brittle with, with wood rot because it, the roof has been, you know, terrible for like a year, or are you finding the homes that are, yes, there's roof issues. There might be some floor issues and some water has come in, but it's really not, it hasn't progressed that, that, that bad yet. The home is still very salvageable. Uh, option B. Yeah. If, if, if there's tons and tons of wood rot uh, from a bad roof for a long period of time, it's, you know, that, that rot goes through the rest of the bones. Right. Uh, I wouldn't say quickly, but if, if it's gotten bad, you know, uh, that rot metastasizes uh, into other places. And that makes, that makes the investment uh, very, 
very difficult to to be profitable on uh, somebody somebody who's let their home go that that far you know who's been living in a place or has just abandoned it for that long of a period of time you know they're they're probably looking at a loss there i feel like we've both seen a few a few of those <laughs> or more than yeah, a few absolutely <laughs> so yeah. uh, the inspection, we kind of talked about that, or we didn't really talk about it, but when you're looking at a home, like you walk through these properties, um, some tips that I can think of are when you're walking through the home, you know, look at the ceilings. First things first, look at the ceiling for leaks. Um, visit the home after a possible rainstorm so you can look for leaks even more. Uh, feel for the water, you know, fresh water. Um, and then you can even push walls while you're inside of the home. Really push them with all your might to see if it's wobbly at all, where the stud from the vertical wall and the floor joists don't actually meet up because it's just been so much wood rot there that water has come down the walls. Um, you can even, on the outside of the home, you can look uh, at the top of the roof where the flashing might be missing. There might be a gutter that's overflowing or might be missing. Um, you can see streaks coming down the, si the siding. Even some of the siding you can pull back and just feel with your hand if the siding is loose there. Don't be afraid to sort of manhandle uh, the home within, within reason. You know, pull things back, lift up a ceiling panel, bring a flashlight, feel for gutters, look for mold, um, you know, things like that. Uh, do you have any extra tips you'd say when you're kind of walking through the home or looking for a roof? Roof no, issues. that's that's the, you you covered you covered most of that. Uh, like you like you started out with though is you know looking at the ceiling when you're inside the the discoloration from water uh, comes really pretty quickly. It goes right through the paint and the drywall. You see these brown ringed stains from even small water leaks, um, and just require that the the homeowner explain those. You know, say, oh yeah, what, what what's that, and they're going to know, you know, they're, they're living in the home. They're going to know what that is. And, you know, Oh, that was, you know, that happened three years ago. We patched it and, you know, it was no big deal. Or, Oh, we had a branch fall. We, we fixed that, we coat it and it's, you know, it's not fresh or whatever, or, uh, Oh, I don't know what that is. In which case <laughs> there's probably an active leak. Agreed. Yeah. Or they may not be, they might be omitting something that they're not telling you or, lying to you for some reason or i mean yeah it certainly could be. possible yeah. but they do, they, they do those things from time right. <laughs> we want to do our own due diligence um you talked about okay. some of those uh like the elastomeric uh, products the cool seal which is typically white um there's we'll talk about that a little bit later for kind of patching roofs and solving those problems the material once you once you get on the roof um you have a a few different options a lot of the older homes from the 70s the 80s if they're flat or if they're slightly curved uh, it can be a uh, rubber type of roof or roof uh, or a tar roof or a metal roof john fedger here and i just wanted to interrupt this podcast really quickly uh, to first say thank you so much for listening to these podcasts i hope that they've been helpful to you if you can think of any uh topics that you'd like to hear about please uh, email me support at mobilehomeinvesting.net the second thing is to say congratulations to chris uh, it may not sound like it from our our uh, monotone voices but we are very happy and i am super proud of chris for doing all these deals in less than two years and you know complete kudos and props to him daily effort hard work uh do not stop what you're doing chris uh, by any means the reason uh that i wanted to stop this 
uh, audio or podcast here is because of what I just said when I was talking about roofs and uh, walking on them or looking up and seeing that they're rubber roofs or tar roofs. They're, they're really not. That, that was a bit misleading. They, there is metal underneath because what you might see, what you might be walking on is years of tar built up from people putting years of tar or different uh, cool seal products, different uh, thermal products to keep their home protected or, or seal in. Uh, you know, just just pr pr protect the roof. So uh, it was a bit misleading. So I just wanted to make that clear that the roofs are not rubber or tar. They are metal with uh, who knows how much tar or rubber material on top of that. So hope that that made sense. Now back to the uh, originally scheduled podcast. Uh, shingles are more for like pitched roofs. Um, and then you also have newer products where it's uh, this TPO material. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you've ever tried that, Chris. It's like a plastic uh, rubber type of material, usually white, that is stretched. It's usually cut for the particular mobile home, and they they put in all the different vents and the ducts and everything. And you just see like the final the final product is this white plasticky rubber film that's about like 50 millimeters thick. And it just covers the entire mobile home, lasts like 15 or 20 years, uh, weather resistant, goes on in a day or two, relatively affordable uh, for a single wide or double wide. But there's just a bunch of, you know, there's a, there's a lot of different fixes, so to speak, that you can do, whether you're just spot fixing a mobile home and just fixing one spot, maybe using some liquid tar or some rubber or that elastomeric product cool seal that you were referring to. They also have a product, it's a peel and stick roofing product, where it's uh, kind of like peel, peel and stick floor, floor tiles, but you cut it to whatever size you want and it's made for the roof. So there's a lot of different products, whether you want to just, you know, spot fix a pro spot fix a hole. And if you're usually seeing a, uh, like you mentioned before, Chris, on the inside of the home, you see a ceiling ring, like a ring of water. It's usually not that, that difficult to find where the leak is coming in. If it's on the perimeter of the home, it's obviously probably the perimeter. But if it's in the middle of the home, it's usually coming from right above where the water stain is. There's a branch that fell or some debris fell um, or there's an acorn that fell and left a little hole. Maybe somebody walked on the roof and it, uh, it created like a gap or a little tear where the, seam, where the seams are. So there's a bunch of different reasons you know, why a small leak could, could come in. I wanted to quickly interrupt this podcast again just to clear up what I just said. Um, if you have a flat or slightly curved roof, then the leak, if there's a pinhole leak, it's probably going to be coming from right above where the leak, where the, where the ring is on the ceiling. So if you see a water stain on the ceiling and go directly up on a flat roof, that's where the pinhole is going to most likely be. However, on a pitched roof, it's a little bit different. Chris explains later in this podcast what he's dealing with a pitched roof, and when the leak comes in, it can roll down down the inside of the pitch roof, um, making it more difficult to find the uh, exact tiny pinhole where the leak might be coming in or where uh, around a vent or a duct uh, might be a little loose or there might be a gap. So with a pitched roof, it's not as easy to determine where the leak is coming from and you'll have to do a little bit of detective work. However, um, on a flat or slightly curved roof, the, the water uh, hole uh, is usually coming directly above where the water uh, stain is that you see in the ceiling. Okay, I hope that made sense. Now let's go back to the uh, podcast. Uh, when you've been fixing your your homes, Chris, have you have you gotten into a uh, not 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 fallen through? Have have you fallen into like a, a certain person that you like to use or a certain product that you like to use for the roof? Or uh, yeah, have you 
what's been your experience there? I generally stick to a few different products. Um, uh, roofing tar is, is real simple for, um, you know, slathering around uh, vent pipes and that sort of thing. Um, they, they're, they're good for, it's good for um, obvious holes, you know, uh, places like that. Cool seal. I like that a lot. It's cheap, you know, between 60 and 80 bucks for a five gallon bucket. That'll probably, probably cover an entire single wide um, that you can roll on, you know, with a, a, a paint roller. Uh, and that stuff's pretty good. Uh, usually, um, they claim to have a five-year life. I find it doesn't tend to last that long, but, uh, you know, it, it could, um, I like both of those, um, as far as that, that stretchable permeable material, that, that stuff, I forget what you call it. Um, what was the name of it? It's called TPO. It stands for, uh, thermoplastic polyfin, uh, that's what it stands for. It's it's basically like a plastic and a rubber together material. Yeah, I've I've had I've had people quote me uh, on those uh, on those kind of roofs. Um, the, they 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 happen to be doing it in uh, a place where I've I've got homes that uh, is in an oak forest, and limbs you know small, medium, even large regularly are falling on these homes, uh, and it just didn't seem like a good idea to put it there. But uh, in a place where there's not a problem with trees falling, uh, that that it was a fairly affordable option. Uh, what they were what they were quoting me. Um, I personally like to put galvanized galvalume uh, metal roofs on. Uh, uh, you basically, you go up on the roof, make a frame around the roof with uh, with uh, dimensional lumber. You know, one by fours, two by fours, something like that. And then uh, get galvanized roof roof metal cut to whatever size that you need for the home, and then you screw that down onto the the wood that you put up there. You cap it, and uh, you can leave it just like that, or depending on what kind of home you've got, you can dress it up with drip edge and soffit and fascia and all that stuff. Um, and that looks real nice. But just doing a functional, put a frame, put some galvanized metal up there boom, you're good to go, and you know for sure nothing's coming through that. Better to, to do the thing that's just going to take care of all the, all the issues in you know, this, the, the, the buyer's mind, the eventual buyer's mind yeah. that, that gets covered uh, and uh, adds a lot of value to the place. Um, and you don't, have to, you don't have to track things down. Like when I, I, I've, I've gone through, I can think of two specific deals uh, um, that, that really ended up being a pain in my, my side where I got the home. It was like an early eighties home. The roof looked decent. Um, not bad really at all. Uh, uh, but old enough that I decided to cool seal it. Got up there, you know, uh, coated the thing with, with elastomeric and, uh, sold the home as like, you know, I said, Hey, freshly sealed roof. And I sold the place. And then within a month or two, my tenant buyers are calling and saying, Hey, you, you said the, the roof is freshly sealed and I got leaks and uh, you know, you can, you can play that however you like, but the way I do it is, you know, if I told somebody something was good, I expect it to, to stay good for a while. I'm not trying to, to uh, screw any of my, my tenant buyers over. So, um, so I go and take a look at, at what's going on and, 
trying to troubleshoot where these these leaks are coming from was was just an absolute nightmare. <laughs> you'd think you'd be able to you'd think you'd be able to to find them, and I mean you've got a, a you've got a roof that's completely coated with this this waterproof coating, and somehow water is still coming in the sides. And what I ended up finding on both of these was that there there was like this little You'll see this on a lot of on a lot of mobile homes, uh, especially in that 80s time frame, where the roof comes down and around the, the edge of the home, there'll be like a little drip channel. It's like maybe an inch or two deep, uh, and it just keeps the water from sheeting straight onto your onto your head if you're coming out the door, uh, or straight onto the windows. And it seems like a good idea, but over time, those things fill up with dirt and, and, you know, little twigs and branches and leaves and that kind of thing. And, uh, they'll, they'll end up just retaining water forever. And, uh, slowly but surely that will eat into the side of the roof. And so what I'd find was those drip channels were, were compromised basically around essentially most of the home. Uh, and, the only way you could really fix it was to 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 just slather silicone uh, in those areas, but you couldn't tell where they were bad. Uh, it, it was it was really uh, it was really a, a headache. <laughs> I'd think I'd have something fixed, and then it'd be leaking again, and it was just this constant thing where uh, the roof just kept having problems, you know, all the way around, uh, all through that drip channel. And two different homes do the same thing to me in in six months. And, and uh, you yeah. went you went ahead and did you redo those roofs? Did you fix the inside of the homes as well, or did you meet halfway? What, with what the... I did, what I did was I sold them a roof rent own. So I nice. Uh, I got a I got a few hundred dollars down from them. Uh, I added fifty bucks a month to their agreement. Brilliant. And um, uh, put a roof on for them, and they took care of the inside problems. So. Uh, I felt like it was a pretty solid win-win. They're both happy to, to have absolutely no roof problems whatsoever for the length of the time they own the home. Uh, didn't, you know, come out of pocket for me. In fact, I, uh, over time, I'll make some money on it. Great job, Chris, with that win-win solution where you paid for the roof up front, and then they went ahead and basically reimbursed you uh, monthly, uh, and you ended up making a profit in the long run. That's definitely win-win. Uh, you mentioned... Excuse me. The uh, Cool Seal product uh, a little while ago. There's a few different versions of that. Just for the folks listening as well, they have uh, a thinner material, which is the white, and it you know it kind of goes on year yearly in my in my opinion, um, to mm -hmm. protect with you know help with the cooling costs in the summer to you know to put the coating on the roof so it sort of stops little pinholes or it kind of uh, covers them up. But any sort of really good tear or or hole that cool seal is not going to cover because it's too thin they make a thicker version of it with uh, metal fibers or different kind of fibers in it so it's thicker almost like the tar material where you could slather it on you know as, as thick or as well thin as you wanted to but uh, you bring up a really good point on the seams of the home especially in the 80s where it's not as curved that much i've seen the same things happening where there's uh, like awnings or there's a deck or a carport and at that where the carport or where the deck um, covering patio meets the uh, top of the, the the mobile home roof, right there, water can collect. And yeah, just over time, it just eats it out, the metal, or it gets through the rubber, whatever coating it was, just makes it brittle. And 
And you're right. Sometimes it is very difficult to find those leaks. I, I certainly have uh, dealt with that, and I'm dealing with that. Um, have you ever fallen through a roof? You, you, you're, you're on all these roofs. Have you ever actually fell, fell through a roof? No, no, never. <laughs> okay. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm a pretty big guy, so I'm, I'm <laughs> you know, conscious of the fact that that's a possibility. Uh, so, yeah, I, 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 I tread lightly up there. Okay. Yeah, me too. I've never fell through. I've been on some really sketch, sketchy roofs as well. So, but I mean, they're not as, yeah, really sketchy roofs, but they're not yeah. as uh, flimsy as sometimes people think. And you're, and you're always pretty careful on the sketchy roofs. So, it's, you know, the, the ones you got to be worried about are the ones that don't seem so sketchy and you're just, you know, striding across like, a, you know, uh, everything's all good. And then down you go. <laughs> well, what just are... happened to my handyman? <laughs> What is that? Uh, did that just nothing ever came of that? He just wiped himself nah, off. Yeah, or... he just put he 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 put a leg through a through a roof that we were putting a roof on. So you know it was it, it ended up getting covered anyway. Oh, he didn't he didn't fall off the roof. No, just a leg through. Okay, you use licensed insured people for that reason, or absolutely not. No, <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I'm the proper. <laughs> I'm the property owner is the way I, I look at it. And, uh, you know, I can, I can get a permit to do my own roof. Mm -hmm. And as long as I'm doing it, uh, there isn't a problem. Uh, so I've got, uh, uh, one, one guy who helps me. Sometimes he has somebody else who helps him and, uh, and we haven't any problems, you know, uh, everybody in these neighborhoods is, is pretty happy to um, have, any of the homes getting some attention and you know, getting dressed <laughs> up and looking better, you know, it does look so nice. The new roof makes it, I mean, does. Yeah. I'll tell you what, uh, if I wanted to, to, to be in the underground roofing game, there'd be all kinds of opportunities because you put a metal roof on the place. It takes, you know, a day on a single wide, sometimes two, a couple days on a double. And three of the neighbors are going to say, Hey, what do you charge me to, to put a roof on? You know? And that's real. Every almost every single time, there's there's a whole bunch of of interest in, in putting another roof on, and I stay away from that entirely. I I feel very comfortable putting them on my own my own homes, but like you say, there's liability and uh, uh, there's all kinds of issues uh, not being not being legit doing that for somebody else. Are you just picking up your material at Home Depot? No, there's a there's a discount metal uh, place in in town gotcha. that uh that i i order i, I custom order this the the galvalume uh, to size you know so depending on how big the, the roof is i get it cut you know 13 feet or seven and a half feet whatever um and get the ridge cap there and um yeah so i uh you know i mean you, it's still a very expensive thing um but you know if, if if you're able to do some of the work yourself or if your your handyman is is good at this and you've we've got a good relationship with with him i mean i put i regularly can put a a, a brand new roof on on a single wide for about fifteen hundred dollars so if you're talking fifteen hundred two thousand dollars let's say for a, a mobile home in a park those numbers those numbers make sense i mean you 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 can get into a home those numbers, assuming that the home didn't need, you know, five or ten thousand more dollars of work, uh, well, and even so, in some areas of the country, that would certainly work. It really depends on your exit strategy. The folks listening to, you know, 
our, our, our voices right now. Will, will you be renting this mobile home out? Will you be selling it on payments? Will you be selling it for cash? Really, your exit strategy goes into the, the type of repairs you can make, the homes you can buy, um, uh, unless you don't want to be, you know, if you don't want to be negative. So I guess what, what I'm what I'm getting at, Chris, is that you're, you know, the to get an entire new roof for less than, you know, two two thousand dollars, and to have that as a selling point, um, certainly a no brainer would fit most deals. If the home needed a new roof, it doesn't. If it doesn't need a new roof, then don't, you know, don't 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 do it. Uh, but when you're talking, part of, oh, go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. No, I, I'm good. sorry. I was just going to interject. Please. Part part of the part of the, the economics of it working out is if the home needs a new roof, you're definitely getting it for cheaper than <laughs> you would be otherwise. You just are, yeah. you know, like there, there's, there's a lot of, of purchase value that you're going to get off of the, off of the home. And that's, that's just part of the, the economics, you know, like if it, if it needs a, a new roof, the, the seller is paying for part of that roof when, when you put it on, you know what I mean? Right. By taking such a discount. And that's, you know, if somebody wants to come along and if, if, if an end user wants to step up and buy, and buy the home and doesn't mind doing the work themselves, they could reap that same benefit. You know, so it's nothing magical that we're doing. It's just the simple fact that a new roof is going to scare a lot of buyers away. They, they want to move right in. They want their home being nice and ready to go. Or if it's, yeah, and if it, there's a new roof that's needed, it sort of brings up that thought of, well, what else is needed? You know, if they didn't take care of that, who knows what else? There might be these bigger problems. And, and again, yeah, it just scares away most of your any competition. Uh, we've been talking mostly about metal roofs, tar, uh, the TPO material, cool ceiling. You don't want to – well, you can, TP, you can put that rubber plastic stuff over shingles, but we really haven't talk, been, been talking too much about, about shingles. Uh, shingles are more for pitched roofs. They're a little bit more time-intensive. Uh, They're usually a bit more cost-intensive. Um, so with that said, um, mobile homes on land, there's a, I mean, in my opinion, there are two different types of animals, mobiles and parks, mobiles on land. So you have experience with both of those and, and I'm, I may be wrong about this, but your mobile, the home, the home on land, that one does have shingle. That one does have a, a, a shingle roof. Is that, is that correct? No, the the home on land that I just uh, just finished up, we put a metal roof on that one. Oh, okay. Uh, with all the dressings, you know, the the fascia and, and all that stuff. It had it had a, it had a metal roof um, that looked okay. You know, it looked okay. Uh, it's the kind of roof that I would have totally left on a rent to own. But since you know, I was gonna uh, try my hand at flipping uh, a, a home on land. I figured. Uh, a metal roof was a nice selling point. You want to get that one sold and, for yeah, bank bank financing, and I agree exactly. Yeah, um, I do have one home that's got a single roof on it, and it's, it's two thousand three, I think, or yeah, early two thousands, late nineties home that I uh, I got that was a home on land that I moved into a park because the the seller needed it off his property. Um, and it's got a single roof, um, but it was in reasonable shape. Um, fortunately, you know, it probably had another seven or eight or 10 years left on its life. So I didn't, I didn't mess with it much. Understood. You, you, you have, you know, over half a dozen roofs under your, under your, under your belt. Uh, do you see the same for the folks listening? Is there going to be, 
Yeah, I guess what could you tell somebody that is in your shoes, you know, two years ago, like if they're going to be looking at roof stuff, what's the common stuff? Not so much that they're looking at the roof, but when they go to fix it, what have you noticed that, oh, I keep seeing these things come up or people have tried to take advantage of me this way? Anything to sort of look out for? No, nothing like that. Just, uh, you know, roof problems are are something that you need to, to be pricing into to what you're you're paying the seller for, you know, uh, uh, if, if, if they're trying to sell a home that's got roof issues, they're not going to be able to sell it really to, to anybody but an investor or uh, another home buyer who's super, super handy. Um, and that just puts them on a really bad footing. And so um, you, you're bringing real value as being a buyer at all for, for somebody who's got a mobile home in a park that's got a crummy roof. And if you can figure out how to, to either patch or repair or, you know, put a new roof on, on one of these things, there's, there's tons of value out there for you. Thank you so much, Chris, for, for, for being on this call, um, helping folks out that, I'm, you know, I'm sure this will go a long way. I know I've learned some stuff as well. Um, thank you again. And keep up everything that you're doing. I'm always here if you need anything. Um, but thank you so much again for uh, being on the call. Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, it was a lot of fun. The ideas and advice given in today's episode are for entertainment purposes only. If you have future ideas or questions for upcoming episodes, please email us at support at mobilehomeinvesting.net. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, the biggest compliment you can give is to like and share this podcast with your friends. 